Welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. Welcome, 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 Tallahassee. Today we have a great show with a fun guest, someone we've known for a long time. Call uh, his name is Stevie Taylor. Yes, and today we're going to discuss parenting in general, but we're going to talk specifically about parents of incarcerated children or children of incarcerated parents. Let me get that coffee. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Stevie um, has just gotten out about six months ago, but he was incarcerated for ten years. Wow, that's a lot of and, time out your life. Yes, it is, and was re, uh, able to return home. And we first met Stevie, Pastor and I, back about eight years ago at McCullough Corrections Institution during a program that we had called Children of Inmates Program. Yes. He was a fun-loving guy. We really weren't sure how this program was going to all come about, but it was a program where we actually brought in our children to meet with their incarcerated parents. Yes. And in some cases, grandparents. Yes. So it goes to show you how long uh, some of these men were incarcerated, men and women. The children were allowed to come in up to 18 years of age, and if, in fact, they had a child of their own after 18, that they could, in fact, be yeah. visiting with them as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we arranged for quarterly special bonding visits. They were, they were special. Called. Yes, they were. We started with about, I believe, eight children. We ended up with over 400 at five state visiting five state prison facilities in the Big Bend area. And when we say special, they were special. Oh, boy, you know, we would bring in games, uh, hula hoops. Uh, we had uh, what uh, uh, sack races? Yes, a lot of good fun. We had it was a visit where the parents could actually have hold their children. Yes. they could play games with them, and of course, everyone looked forward to the food. <laughs> yes, if you know anything about prison food, you'd love the food that we were bringing in because we actually brought in like turkey dinners, fried chicken. Fried chicken is a, they don't have fried chicken <laughs> in state prisons at all. Yes, <laughs> it's Boiled or baked. But they loved it. And we continue to do that, like I said, for about uh, almost, oh man, six, six years. Six and a half, so almost yep. seven years. But Proverbs 22 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I think. Mm -hmm. As we talk about Stevie, I think this is going to become pretty evident. But regardless, even when a parent is incarcerated, children still want to know that they're loved and missed. That's so true. You know, many men and women who found themselves behind bars for whatever reason, incarceration will either change that person for the better mm -hmm. or break them emotionally and Spiritually, yes. incarceration negatively breaks up the family and also creates hardship on the family yes. and a damage to children left behind, creating a void in them that shows up with anger, yes, poor grades, yes, attitude. You're right, and they also become and have at-risk behavior. That's why Luke fifteen seven says, "I tell you." That in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Mm. So we're grateful to uh, Stevie 
uh, sharing his testimony behind bars on how the Almighty touched his life, reconnecting him with his children and grandkids. That is the truth. And we love the story. And just so that you know, audience, more than 300,000 children. Wow. That is just mind boggling. Uh, in Florida, have an incarcerated parent. In the, in the United States, is 1.2 million. Yes, it is. And that's according to the statistics both from the Department of Justice yes. and from the Department of Corrections here in Florida. For many children, having a parent in pr- jail or prison of- often results in school behavior and performance problems, as well as social and institutional stigma and shame. A lot of times, teachers may not know that parents are incarcerated, and when they have to deal with that, yeah. uh, they're wondering what happened to this child, or because in some cases, the child might have even seen the father arrested right in front of them. That's right. Or the crime. Yes. And the crime scene. Yes. We know about crime scene because we had one at our home two weeks ago with the aftermath. Yes. And trust me, you do shake in your boots after it happens. LSI's mission was to reintroduce children to their incarcerated parents, create positive memories and moments for the children, and facilitate rebuilding lasting bonds for a lifetime. And I know about lasting bonds because we still have children who come up to us either on the street, if they see us out shopping, to let them either know they're still in touch with their parents or they're writing their parents or just the fact that they had that connection. It just happened Saturday. Uh, Saturday, we were doing a farm share at Life Deliverance Church with Carter's Corner. Yeah. And one of the uh, mothers who, the grandmother who drove by, uh, stopped and she saw both you and I and just said, thank you. We still remember. Yeah. They're still talking about visiting their father. And we just want to thank you for what you do for families in our community. It is so humbling, I tell you. Well, not only humbling, but it just makes for a better atmosphere. And I know we've had some opponents to taking children into the prison because they said children don't belong. But trust me, when we had those bonding visits, we had grown men who wanted to cry. And that not only on the end of the actual incarcerated parent, but we had uh, dignitaries coming in. We had Department of Correction coming in. They could not believe the amount of camaraderie there was with the parents the connection and they wanted to know what was that reason well one of the reasons that was unique to us is that we actually went in beforehand at least four to six weeks to meet with both the parents on the inside and the parents on the outside and one of the reasons we try to do that is because right now it shows that one out of nine black school age children has an incarcerated wow, parent God help us one out of nine mm. So you got 10 kids. And that was the statistic over 10 years ago. Yeah, 2010. And 52. And we're going to talk about some of those current statistics that Uh are a little bit mind-boggling. And 52% of all incarcerated men and women are parents. Wow. So, and that means mothers are in there too and 75% of incarcerated women are mothers and this is according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics Special Report 2000 that's almost 20 years ago so I'm just hoping that number has not gone up but I know since uh, uh, providing parenting classes in the county jail 
I've seen a lot of mothers, both black, white, Hispanic, that are in there. Who's taking care of the children? Oh, man, those are the children left behind. Yes, it is. I know. I just want to say that uh, after a bonding visit, which normally was either like a Tuesday or it might have been like either Monday through a Thursday that we would go out because we didn't take over the visiting park because they need the visiting park for uh, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday visits, yes. After our bonding visit, the whole compound you have a prison of about 1,400 men. After our visit, the the reason why the wardens and the officers, they loved our visit because the camp was at peace. Yes. There was one day or two days of that week after our bonding visit that it was at peace because those men who participated shared their testimony with, with the other others. men yeah. on the fact that they were dealing with their children. Plus, we took pictures that they can keep we with them. We took gifts oh. so that the parents could provide those. And so it was a, a remarkable thing. And, and that's how it grew to started with just eight children. Yeah. It's over 400, and that was just amazing. But you know what's so sad right now is that half of the children that have an incarcerated parent, they're under 10 years old. Mm. 22% of state inmates' children and 16% of federal inmates' children, they're under five years old. Mm. Those are babies. And these statistics are partial reasons why black-on-black crime is so high today. Correct. And since 1995, we changed from uh, a two-parent household majority to a single-parent household majority during that 1995 crime bill, which was signed into law by President Clinton. And many blame this legislation on the high incarceration rates and the breakdown of the black family and the black community. Yes, it is. It's so sad to see that our children are in that situation. And imagine you as a child that age, how are you going to be dealing with the day-to-day you know, trials and tribulation with going to school, yes. your peers, it, everything is considering like that. Well, once again, I see Pastor's eyebrows are raised. <laughs> but before we get started, please visit our sponsor, Dr. Elton Powell, yes. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. And I know Pastor would probably give a little tidbit about how he's feeling these days. But call 850-402-9061 and visit his website, dynamicspineandwellness.com, and let him know the Stone Builders referred you. We'll be right back. I brought some friends with me, and we will do this song for you. I got friends all over the place. It's gonna be beautiful. All the Capitol workers, all my brothers and sisters in the song. Today's a new day, yeah, but there is no sunshine, and nothing but clouds, and it's dark in my heart, and it feels like a cold night. Today's a new day, yeah. But where are my blue skies? Where is the love and the joy that you promised me? Tell me it's alright I almost gave up, but a power that I can't explain 
from heaven like a shower. My name is Anne-Marie Baker and I used to have severe excruciating right arm and neck pain thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. I no longer have any pain or discomfort and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. We're your neighbors. We're Noble. This is Dewey Rio with Noble, the national organization of black law enforcement executives. Noble serves as the conscience of law enforcement. Our aim is to ensure fairness in the administration of justice and public service to all. We also support our youth through scholarships, mentoring, and educational programs. With over 3,000 members worldwide who work in the criminal justice system, our goal is to offer solutions to law enforcement issues and concerns in the communities we serve. North Florida Noble chapter members are also your neighbors. Many are first responders answering calls to your emergency and safety needs. We have members in education, social services, and other areas. We've chosen to be guardians in our community, but we need your help. Through these messages, we'd like to provide information for your safety and improve communications with law enforcement. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Litter Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. So before we get started, just know that you can listen at your convenience when you want to all our previous Stone Builder shows. And you can listen by iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and my favorite, Spotify. That's right. Also, you can become a Stone Builder supporter just like Dr. Elton Powell. And you can make a gift or or a, a major gift or a sacrificial gift of any amount. And you can do that by going to our website at www.welivingstones.org or I love cash app dollar sign Lstones51. And I tell you, due to the virus, we had a major reduction in all our resources in trying to make a difference and it, and it really is affecting how we provide services. But because of the blessing from God Almighty, we're managing. And we're managing to still provide services on a limited parenting class basis. But we're also doing a lot of food distribution. I mean, just uh, Saturday, we just did That's another right. 
uh, at least 14 to 15,000 pounds. And if you add up everything that we did for the month of June, uh, we have done uh, close to 200,000 pounds right. of food every Saturday in the month of June. And my body feels it too. <laughs> Praise God. But we're going to play finally, finally, our guest, Stevie Taylor. We're going to play the first part of his interview. So stay tuned. Greeting uh, Radio Land family. This is uh, Pastor Gary, and I'm here with a friend of mine, uh, Stevie Taylor, an awesome man of God with an awesome testimony. I always tell him that I'm waiting to read his book. How you doing, Stevie? How you doing? How you doing, Mr. McGregor? Uh, How's everybody out there? Man, God is good, and uh, Stevie and I, we've known each other now for at least... Ooh, eight years now. Yes, sir. And, eight years. And uh, we met at uh, Wakala CI. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, we were blessed to be able to operate a uh, children uh, of inmate program where we arranged uh, bonding visits for uh, men and women, and uh, so they could visit their children and grandchildren. And Stevie was one of our first people in our program. Program and uh, and he has been just seeing his transformation uh, with uh, uh, with him and the children and his loved ones. Then it's really a God thing. Yes, it was. Yes, it was a God thing. And I, I'm just more more than proud to be able to say that I'm glad you came into my life and in Living Stones because it kept my family together. It, it, it really was a blessing to me to have be around you, Pastor Mary Gary Montgomery, because I, I, I really, you've been an influence in my life too, forced my transformation, and I want to thank you for that. Well, if you know, you did it. God did it. God, God did, did it. it. God did it. And I think it wasn't by chance that we were connected yes. because you have been an advocate for the program and uh, and have also uh, uh, brought other fathers and grandfathers uh, into our program also. So that's how I was able to, to grow and be blessed. And lot of, we got a lot of publicity behind it, too. Yes, we did. Uh, we've been in the newspaper. We've been on several radio stations. As far as you know, I haven't been there. This is my first interview, but um, I've, I've interviewed with the Tallahassee Democrat and um, had some pictures of my family in there, me and my grandkids, and playing and having a great time. And people wouldn't believe that I was incarcerated. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it was it was truly amazing to to be able to uh, bond like that. Because when you came in for the normal visits, you couldn't do nothing but just hug your kid and, you know, one time or whatever and walk off. But in Living Stones, we were able to play games, do little shows with them. Even the ones that had a little talent, they wanted to get talent shows and all. <laughs> and the most amazing thing that we were able to do eat street food. <laughs> thank God, thank God. We did have some amazing meals. And what was yeah. unique about the program uh, 
for our children inmate program, um, a DOC allowed us to take over the visitors park during the day of a, in the week. Yes, it was sir. never on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yes, sir. But it was during the weekday where we were able to bring in our food yes. and games and a lot of different fellowship and yes, and we were there from like nine o'clock in the morning to about two or three in the afternoon. It was it was amazing. I'm like because a lot of the uh, guys that we had initiated in the program was able to get their kids see their kids even though if they didn't have the uh the family unity, we had people from FAMU, uh, FSU, uh, tutors would come in and help and bring, bring the kids on in. Yeah. And, you know, they can just, all they had to do is give them permission, they would bring them in. And, you know, God has blessed us to minister. We had a thing. <laughs> you know, hey, I, 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 without it, a lot of times I said, without it, even though I was one of the fortunate ones that had visits, but without in Livingstone's, I mean, the children inmate program, some of these guys wouldn't have never seen their kids. Some of them hadn't seen their kids for over uh, X number of years until we came in and, and bonded them with their kids. So I think the best part of the that I enjoyed about the program is that once we were able to connect the children with the families, uh, those children uh, and their parents continue to visit during normal visiting hours. Yes. And that was one of the goals yes. of the program. Yes. And there was a bond there. That's why they called it bonding. <laughs> <laughs> bonding visits. Bonding yeah. visits. It was, it was a lot of tears there. I, I often remember the guy, the Spanish guy we had. Uh, he hadn't seen his kid in 10 years. Yes. And, and his, his son was over the age limit. He was like 19 now. And but we still made it happen because he had a grandchild. <laughs> Brought a son and his grandson, grandchild in at the same time. That was a blessing. That was there. a blessing. I, 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 God is good all the time. Yes, all he is. Yes, he is. Well, well, Stevie, now, when we first met, I'll tell you now, this is how God works. When we first met, we were, matter of fact, we we were at, we met at Wakala, Wakala. At, the, at the main unit. Yes. And then we were transferred over to the work camp. Yes. And then you, we were transferred over to the um, annex. Uh, the annex. Yes. So we, so you were able to participate then. Yes. And then they transferred you out again somewhere. A century. A century. Way up top. And so we lost track. Yeah. But then look at God. They brought him to Gaston Reentry. Yeah. And so you were able to pick up again with us at the Gaston Reentry yes. Center. So it all the man, what a what a blessing. And my family is very, very, very. Uh, um, happy. I mean, I can't put the words together. I mean, it has really been a significant part of my life. And, and during the time that I've been gone, I had been gone 10 years. And within the eight of those in Livingstone that's been in my life. And if, without them, they made things happen. And you stood in the gap for me many a times. And I, I respect you. You're just like a big brother to me. Because it's one that I never had. But not got one. God sent me on in with you. Where, where's that humble pie at? Let me get some humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I often wanted to tell you that. I mean, because uh, 
there's been some issues in my life that if I hadn't had a support system like Living Stones and you, and I got to blame Miss JC in it too. Yeah. Without you too, that's being my. I, I consider y'all as a, a part of my family. Praise God. You know, I wouldn't have made it through without just the encouragements and the things that you told me about God in my life, bring God in my life, and the things that you've done in the process to show me hmm. how real you are. You know what I mean? I remember when the, during the first first started to visit I think it was only you only had maybe about two or three, three of, of your grandkids, your grandkids yeah. uh, that uh, came out to visit but by the time uh, we ended uh, over guest re-entry that increased to about 21 21 <laughs> <laughs> so half of the visit took up was hey. taken up by Stevie yeah. and we had to get special approvals yeah. from the warden yeah. And, yeah. and things of that nature and, uh, and I remember the one time when they wanted to just the they didn't want to approve it. And they wanted me to say you can't have your family come. And I said, "Well, listen, I can't do that. Y'all might have to tell him that he can't visit his family because yeah. his family loves him. That's they right. want to be there with him." And they were all standing at the gate. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank God that the yeah. warden allowed all allowed those it. children yeah. to, to come in. Yeah, man. I mean, because there was no limit on the. They didn't tell us there was no limit, right? At gas reentry and so right, we've been having them all there we had them at uh at Wakala in the annex yeah. then they made the visit one time <laughs> we didn't have the four families but before then we, we we built it up and I'm glad to see a lot of guys that came and was with us they still you know remember us and they, they I, I've even talked to guys on the streets and they were asking me are you still participating in you know, this and yes and I, and I hopefully I can continue well what was it that uh, how having your children and your grandchildren because then your daughters were es- escorting uh, your grandchildren in as their escorts yes. and um, how was that before the bonding visits uh, being uh, uh, being incarcerated without having family visits how how and then being able to have them uh, connect with you afterwards how did that affect you emotionally and uh, you working towards your uh, your your Christian walk. Well, it, in all, in it, as you're reading the Ash Miss Montgomery, it opened my eyes to see that God had blessed me to minister man, in order to be able to connect with all of my children as well as far as the program and our because now when I'm out some of those man kids that I was connected with was little babies when I was incarcerated and they brought them to me and just the fact simple fact now they're running to me and I never missed it seems like I never missed nothing because of that program because of the program I, I can always say I held them as little kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which that was for God bless me. And the bond that 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 came with that, I wouldn't have never gotten. You know, because a lot of times 
uh, actually in reality where I was concentrated at and doing at the time without me being there to help my kids uh, a lot of them was going through financial issues mm. so the program really was a great thing didn't have to pay anything they could come that y'all would pick them up bring them in didn't cost them anything but a normal visit you might go there with ten dollars and get a hamburger and a, and a, and a coat and you're broke <laughs> right so you know and they were out of the machine too yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> throw them in the microwave and right. hopefully they're not two weeks old but regardless besides that uh, and in return on uh, the program helped me as far as being incarcerated it, it really let me see the love that I missed out there mm-hmm. it really opened my eyes God opened my eyes to see that you know there was a bright side of me that I didn't see mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah. so that's all I can say man I mean I, I mean hey you know there's a certain place and time for everything but um, that this time I think, you know, I thank God that living stones came into my life, man. Praise God. You know, and I think, I hope, hopefully, he helped that. There's a number of things I can sit here all day and talk about <laughs> how, how, Mr. You, Mr. Montgomery, and, and the program has been in my life. Praise God. What's it like now being home? Being home. You have all your family and grandkids right now. Oh, man. uh, (laughs) What's it like? It's a job. You've been home about six months now. It's a job. I mean, he's saying it with a smile on his face. I see they're spoiling me. (laughs) (laughs) They're spoiling me now. Praise God. I I enjoy them. I had them all down at at my house in in, in in the country and they like being out in the in the open field, and you know I live in the country. So yeah, we're doing this interview in the country. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Matter of fact, we were just outside. We we're going to record. And all of a sudden, the cloud just burst, and we got so wet. Yes, but they were they 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 get down here, and and, and the, my daughters and them they help me out. They bring water slides and all that you know we got room here and most of them live in houses up there in the city you ain't got that much room so they dump them off on red and can you imagine having 21 grands <laughs> at one time <laughs> and it's granddaddy this granddaddy that and I, but I love it man. Praise I God. love it I know the kids will love you too man. I have tears in my eyes every time <laughs> but you know the best part about it I like it I, I can send them home <laughs> <laughs> That's what I enjoy about being a grandparent. I can spoil them as I much as I want. Yes, you yes, can sit them sit home. Them home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a, a short uh, break and uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back. Praise God. What a testimony from uh, Stevie. Yeah. And I tell you, you might have heard in the background a lot of beep, 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 beep. And that's because uh, when we first started, Stevie lives out in the country. Rabbits and squirrels and and uh, a nice piece of land and and he's he's in a peaceful place right now and we were outside for a couple of hours before we even started the interview and I tell you it was hot 
but the sun was shining, but it was such a cool breeze because we were underneath a tree and we were just enjoying ourselves. And he said, oh, that's right. We're supposed to do this interview. And um, all of a sudden the cloud burst and we got soaking wet and we ran in the house. But I just want to say praise the Almighty for softening Stevie's heart, which led him to repentance. You know, interacting with his daughters and grandchildren helped him to develop a relationship with God, but also his family. Yes. I remember doing our first bonding visit with Stevie and his family and how tentative everyone was yes. until we brought out the games. And you know what? Stevie jumped right in playing with each grandchild, making them feel so special. By the time lunch was served, the noise in the visitors' park was at an all-time high because everybody was laughing, yes, joking. they were. Kids running around, yep. just having a good time. And that's why Proverbs 23, 24 says, The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. You know, that's one of the reasons why Living Stones, our mission is strengthening and building healthy relationships among family members. You know, it's great to hear the story of Stevie because it started when you said tentative. He only had, he didn't even have his daughters at the first visit because they didn't want to come. Right. And only three grandchildren came and his girlfriend brought them. And what was interesting at the end of the visit, they said they had to go home and tell their moms. I don't think she's a girlfriend. They've been together 35 years. No, well, I've come to find well, out. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> common law wife. But in the interim, at that point, that's how we knew her. Yes. At that point, when the grandkids went home, each of the daughters started coming like one and we had a couple at a time then it was three at a time and then we found out he had a series of daughters <laughs> and it was just interesting to see that it was it took the grandchildren to say that the that grandpa was truly changed and part of that is that living stones has a curriculum that we provide our parents called parents engage for life curriculum for dads and moms designed to support parents yes and it's an evidence-based research that shows that parents play an important part in the health and happiness of their children and that was proven with stevie taylor one of the things that we want to do is um, continue to provide the support that we need uh, to a parent to help give them the reward of raising their child. We know it's demanding. We know it's challenging, but it can be done. It really makes a difference. Uh, Living Stones, we are, when we were in prison and how we basically got started in a prison uh, uh, with parenting was through our inside-outside deck That's curriculum. That's right. And we were blessed to be able to uh, teach over 1,100 men uh, through three or four state facilities how to become more active in the lives of your of your children and that's when we really found out the impact and that's what led to our children inmate program yes because many of the men i would say 80 percent of the men who were incarcerated grew up in a single family household 10 percent were out of foster care and, and a lot of them come out of a lot of drama 
so our focus was on uh, on inside outside dad, and then it grew to twenty four seven dad, which we we are trained facilitators for the National Fatherhood Initiative. Myself, uh, JC, and also Freddie Ross. Uh, we're trained to go in, and we can help fathers and mothers because we have a program called within our our curriculum. Yeah. Mo, Mom is the gateway. Yes, but we and that was one of the reasons for putting together the uh, parents engaged for life curriculum because we wanted to reach the moms as well uh, as we were reaching the dads. Dads get a little bit more with the 24-7 program, but I think putting together our curriculum has been beneficial. Yeah, because it's the difference between manhood and fatherhood. So listen, we're going to take another break to hear from our sponsors. So uh, just stay tuned uh, to learn more about how parenting is the key uh, to the child's well-being challenges of parenting and how parenting supports our community. Uh, Stay tuned. someone loves you, they don't hit you. Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Dating or relational violence is an act or threat of violence by one member of a couple against the other person in a relationship. It's also when one partner tries to maintain power and control over the other through abuse or violence. The abuse can include isolating you from others, threatening you, your family, or even themselves if you don't do what they want, physical violence, or sexual acts. This is not about love. It's about control. It's not about anything you did wrong. It's about control. If you're in a relationship like this, you're not alone. There is help. Contact Refuge House, your school guidance counselor, or law enforcement. Just remember, there is help. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I, I pray that you enjoyed uh, the show so far. And uh, just know that the Almighty wants men and women. I'm going to talk about men first. Because yes. I'm leaning on my... Important. Because uh, I'm seeing young black men who are killing each other. But the Almighty wants men, especially today, to be godly fathers. 
and to teach their children about him. Yes. That's why it was so awesome to hear Stevie reconnect to his family after 10 years he was separated due to his incarceration. Yes. It is such a blessing to see how he not only connected to his grandchildren, mm -hmm. but his daughters as well. Yes. <laughs> I would always tease him how he was able to communicate to the mother of his children and how he should write a book because a lot of men need to learn how to get along with the mother of their children. Yes. But he always responded that his family loved him once they saw he changed his way and was involved in ministry in various uh, uplifting prison programs. That's why Psalms 127, 3 and 4, it says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hands of the Almighty, so are children of the youth. Praise God. Well, I, I think that's the crux of the matter. Parents are important in a child's development and relationship. And that was proven with Stevie. To see him go having, having one daughter visit mm -hmm. to up to six daughters with their children was just awesome. And it's important that both parents, both mom and dad, play a role to achieve better cognitive development of the child, build their self-esteem, and greater social confidence. So that means both mom and dad needs to be involved. And I know sometimes that's an issue, but we definitely, through our program, yes. can teach you how to do that. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I'm one. I'm a testimony to that. <laughs> I left for a little while, but he pulled me back in. All right. But it's known um, that father absence identifies with a lot of issues. Pastor already talked about it. It yes. involves uh, their children's behavioral issues, academic and social problems social problems even linked to their development because oh, yeah. they're finding for certain that in certain cases uh, the cognitive development of a child is less than a child that grows up in a two-parent household or where the both the mother and the father is involved because the father may not be in the home but if he's he's involved with his child's life it makes a difference uh, just a few statistics um the annie e casey foundation just came out with their new 2020 kids count data book and one of the things that they found right now florida ranks 35 hmm. out of 50 in overall child well-being in florida wow that's yes. that's not low enough and this is dependent on the individual family and community characteristics in which the state that we're at and the wealth and the resources. That's part of what all of the protesting is about. People not having jobs, people not having uh, resources to do what they need to do. Although in certain cases, they're also burning stuff. So the resources yes. are going out the doorway. So so much for that uh, fight. But just a couple of things. Florida ranks, even though our numbers have gone down since 2010 compared to 2018, but we're still 42nd in economic well-being. 42nd? Yes. 50? Yes. So that means that our 
individuals that are here we know that florida is um also a retiree state but you still have a lot of people that aren't making enough money for to keep their children in housing clothing and food now we are higher in the rank for education we're number 16 so that's good but we still have a number of fourth graders that are still not proficient in reading um health Some same thing, family and community. We rank 34 because now we have, as we said before, more and more children in single family households. So somehow Florida needs to work on those things that are important, but where it all comes down to parenting, parenting, parenting is needed. So you're saying that Jack went up the hill and turned left and picked up the baseball bat that children can't read that at fourth grade? Uh, We grew up with the Dick and Jane series. uh, Yes, because you're talking about those things, those building blocks are done within the home. By the time that a child reaches even pre-K, he should know his letters, colors, numbers. When they reach kindergarten, they should know how to read. I, just a quick story. I know we're running over, but um, Nala, who's our uh, next to the youngest grandchild, was just saying, um, she told her mom she came home one day and she was in kindergarten. And she said, I don't know how to read. Well, you know, if we all know Nala. Nala's our, our child who just says what's ever on her mind. And some of the things that come out, you think she's definitely more mature than she is. But she told her mom, I can't read. And so her mom says, well, what are you going to do about it? And she says, what do you mean? What am I going to do about it? She said, well, I think you better start opening some books so we can teach you how to read. And today, now she's eight, going to be nine soon. Yes. She can read at a very high level. I'm sure they she can read pro- the Bible. Yes, I'm sure she's probably starting from Genesis six, and all those grade. names that we can't pronounce. Yes. <laughs> so that again is something because mom got involved. Mom said, "What was she going to do about it?" That now she got her brothers and sisters because she's yeah. the baby. She got them involved and they started helping her to read. So now she is more than proficient in reading. Uh, well, praise God. You know, nationally, you talk about statistics. There are studies that show male offenders typically come from a single parent homes and have a family member who has been incarcerated. Mm-hmm. About one in seven was raised by other relatives and 17% spent some of their time in foster care. The typical female offender comes from a broken or single parent home in which other family members have been incarcerated. About one in five women offenders have spent time in foster care or institution as a child, and one in three, uh uh-oh, has attempted suicide. Mm. That's why the deceiver's mission is to kill and destroy children and families. That is so true. And you know what? We're going to listen to Stevie Taylor's second part of the interview so that you can really understand how he enjoys his family and the grace that he got in order to be reconnected. So great test. So we are looking at that. We're going to see how this interview is going to go. And we're going to witness to see how Jehovah 
uses him. Let's break to hear from Stevie. We're back. This is uh, Pastor Gary with uh, the Stone Builders Hour, and and just listen out for JC, Elder JC. She's right around the corner, waiting for us to, to break right on in. But I'm with our guest today, uh, Stevie Taylor. Uh, Stevie and I, uh, we go back a number of years. Um, he was uh, one of our first uh, men who were involved with our uh, uh, our um, Inside Outside Dad program that led to our. Our, um, uh, children of inmate program and was also a member of our 24-7 dads uh, program so uh, but uh, CV being in right now uh, there's a lot of uh, youth violence uh, not only in our community but around the uh, around our country you know when you hear about over 100 people shot in Chicago mm-hmm. over the over Memorial Day weekend or the gun violence here in Tallahassee Yes. Is at all time high. Yes. What do you, you know, from your perspective, I know that while being a, I've been involved with prison ministry from 2009 until, I guess, up until uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, on an ongoing basis, and I tended to see uh, the population of men and women getting younger and younger that look like you and I. What, from your perspective, how does that affect you? Well, Mr. Montgomery, uh, I, you know, since you mentioned I was incarcerated, I've been incarcerated for the last ten years. I got out. I, I got out just about six months ago in November, and. Uh, <clears throat> The way I look at it, I mean, a lot has changed, but um, we have more black, just as much as uh, we have just as much black on black crime in our neighborhoods as we do with the white on black. Because the young young generation now, they they don't have the positive the positive father figures in their lives or big brothers, someone to tell them, actually to influence them into doing other other things in life. It's not some positive, you know what I mean? Yes. Like when my grandfather, see, my grandfather always said, "Warning comes for for the destruction." That's that's the good book. And they haven't even been warned. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was telling you about the incident that happened. The, the guy shot the other guy, and he didn't even know, remember the conversation of what, how, why he killed the man. Mm. He didn't even remember the whole reason why. After 20 years. Yeah. Facing 20 years. Facing 20 years. So it's sad, you know, and and we are shooting one another. Listen to this music they listen to. Anybody, I mean, like I tell my grandchildren, you know, anybody can put on a ski mask and shoot at little children and little babies running in the house, mm-hmm. and that's sad. Yes, you know, go to the military. They don't want to do it because they shoot back over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's all I have to say. And but but I I would love to be able to get them. There are some of them that are listen. That's why I was talking to you about getting getting some of them in in in, in to participate in in certain things that we have going on in Living Stones to just to be and told them you know tell them those that are listening. You know, because some of them will. 
Yeah. And that's right, but they haven't been told the truth yet. You know? So I can't I can't be mad at them. I can't fuss with them about them, you know, because if you don't know, you just don't know. Yeah. So that's all I you know, that's all I can say. But but as far as me, if if you wanna listen, I'm gonna tell him. Yeah. I'm gonna tell him the truth. Because I was there and I've seen some things that I wouldn't imagine seeing out here in life. In that incarcerated behind those bars. And it's nothing to brag about. Mm. And I'm sure like to, I'm sure like to stop as many as I can from shooting at one another, doing crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's worth being uh, so having a mentor because that's the issue now is that father absence is such yes. a, a big issue with so yes. many young men growing up not only in the father yes. absence home that's also through divorce households yes the yes. death of a parent in a household yes. that there's no one to lead them Later. the way to go that's, that's and right. so they depend on their network of friends or the music or the music or TV, TV. or the music yes. and and uh, and they think that uh, that's the way that's life, the way life that's is. That's it. And it's about hard work yeah. and, and, and going you know, to work. And, and and I feel a lot. I I feel it's necessary that I tell them because I've been down that road that they're headed. And I've seen a lot of them wish they had a known. Yeah. So it's not all, you know, it's just that it's like, like you said, it's a lack of parenthood. It's a lack of being influenced by someone's positive. Because if I hadn't, if I hadn't met you, Mr. Montgomery, <laughs> <laughs> Miss JC, I'm gonna tell you, I was, I was, my, my chain of thought uh, being, I was thinking all the time that I could do it. But I found out when I got God in my life and he sent some positive people around me, I wanted to be positive. Praise God. Because I had a chance to look at me and see. They say the truth shall set you free. What you say. <laughs> what you say. The truth shall set you free. Yeah. And I think your voice is very important because you've been through it. And you've had a strong uh, parental oversight and still made some bad choices. That's right. But still being a provider and and a loving man and things of that nature, just a, some, a bad mistake being in the wrong place at the wrong there time. You go. And yeah. uh, but now to be able to go into the schools or into the community and share the testimony, there's a lot of people, a lot of young men, uh, black or white, Hispanic. That's right. That's right. That your testimony can touch That's them. That's right. To help them lead them to the right path. Yes, sir. And I want some young ones. I'm gonna take some of my grand boys with me and my grandgirls. The ones that want to follow their granddaddy. I'm gonna take them with them too, with me too. So they can grab hold of some of them young ones that are listening to them. Because see if I go by myself, they gonna think that oh that old man just trying to put down <laughs> on me. You know, right? That's what the first thing they say. Uh, that old man tried to put down on me. My daddy old man, daddy, daddy, I ain't got no daddy. <laughs> now, uh, I'm going to show you you got a friend, though. 
Praise God. Yeah, I got a friend. Well, I know you have some health issues right now. Yeah. And I'm uh, surprised to see you that you have some health issues that you're overcoming, which kind of slowed you down a little bit. Huh? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. But you know what? I thank God for every day above the ground. Every day. Yes. One more day above the ground. He gave me another chance to get it right. <laughs> that's just, this just momentarily slowed me down a little bit. Do you have any future plans of going back into the, in, uh, the prisons? Well, I hadn't decided uh, on that one. I've I given mean, enough time. First they said I, you got to give up two or three years yeah, before you even One go. year, they said. They said a year. I mean, maybe, you know, you, you're, you're an influenceable person now. But I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I think I'll do. I'm almost stay out here and get well, the, get the of being out here. Prevention. Right? We need you on the prevention side, yeah. Because the goal is to keep them from going, going there. there, going so there. We That's where I want going there. That's yeah. where I want to be. I want to be on the prevention side. <laughs> Stop before they get there, uh, and, and 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 then other words. I want to leave. I want to show them. See, because a lot of I've seen uh, repeats too, and I don't, I don't, I want to show them that this is not going to be a repeat. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying on my behalf? That that we can make positive decisions mm. on now and stay out. That's the key. That's the key. So what's important then is making sure that uh, uh, returning citizens have a right to vote. Yes. Uh, yes. Job opportunities. Yes. They go back to school. Yes. And also health care. Yes. It's there. That's an issue. It's a lot there. But you know what? I look at the, the schooling. I, I, I had an issue with that. Um, they're paying them. When I came up, you you go to school because your parents made you go and told you to. You're gonna get the education. But these kids, they they are paying them to get their education. Why not? I want to. I want to show them. Hey, if you don't want to, if you don't want to work, go to school. They'll pay you to go to school. <laughs> If you don't want, and, and, but a lot of them don't have hands on though, Mr. Montgomery. A lot of them don't know how to drive a nail. I taught a carpentry class. The kids don't even know what a drill is. Oh man! I do mechanic work. They don't know what a what a nine sixteen wrench is. Mm. And I say it because no, it's not sad. I look at it because no one has ever taught them how to do it. And then. A lot of these kids I've seen where if you if they see something they like to do they're interested in, they'll do it. Yeah. And that's what we got to do is get them into something that will motivate them, change their, change their mind of thinking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I always tell mine, get a job that you like. Because I ain't never worked on a job that I didn't like. But I will quit. <laughs> Simple as that. That's a blessing to be able to find something that you enjoy doing. Yes. That uh, it becomes effortless and you yes. look forward to going to You work. look forward to going to it. Yes. That's a blessing. Yes. And um, so, as I say, and, and, and if I can teach one, I can supervise with the injury that I got. So, <laughs> if, if one wants to learn how to work on cars, how to do it 
I got a girl. I got a daughter of mine. She changes her tires. She tunes her car up and everything. <laughs> they call her Little Stevie. Bit of boy. That's hey man. Now that you got to, you can't depend on nobody. Yeah. But, you are. Yeah. but you know, if they want to learn, I'm here to. I'm here to give them the knowledge. I'm gonna pass this on to somebody. Praise God. And that's what I. That's what I'm. My mission is. And I mean, and I thank y'all. And anywhere I can help at out here, I'm gonna be there. Praise if God. God's will. God's will. I know. I just want to say I want to thank uh, Stevie for uh, spending a few minutes with us today. And uh, and this won't be the last time because I know he has a lot more to say. I think he's just nervous because we're 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 recording right now. But I know that he has a lot to say and a lot to offer uh, to our community. And so I just want to thank you, Stevie. And uh, we're going to be uh, take our break and and we'll be right back with Miss JC. Boy, that was a great testimony. Yes, it was. And we are so proud of Stevie and look forward to him continuing his witnessing um, and having Jehovah use him. Um, He's been, I know, calling out and letting people know how great everything was. Um, we're running out of time. We didn't realize that we're over, but we wanted to really get the testimony that Stevie uh, was when we interviewed him to let him know um, how great things are with him and now that he's out and he has that support system that he really needs. But we're going to ask you to stay tuned next week for part two. Parents in the community and pastor uh, please. The rest of the story. Yes, pastor please (laughs) send us out with a prayer. Father in the name of Yeshua in the book of Psalms uh, 103.17 you give us an awesome promise. Yes. From everlasting to everlasting the Lord's love is with those who fear him. Yes. And his righteousness with their children's children. What better promise could we receive from you in our lives than to see our children and children's children blessed with your love and righteousness? We ask for your hand of blessing on us as well, dear Lord. Bless us and our listeners with strength to be there for those we love and wisdom to know what to say to bring comfort, encouragement, and sometimes difficult truth. Yes. We need you now, Father. We need your patience as we wait for your will in a way in which each of us to love our loved ones. Thank you, Lord. We're thankful, Father. In the mighty name of Yeshua, amen. Amen. Well, we'll tune in next week. As Pastor said, for the rest of the story, (laughs) we're out. We're out.